A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, a.k.a. problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Coming to you from the streets of D.C., this is Sarah from the left from Vox Conversations with a special episode of Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. yourselves to our listeners? Yeah, my name is Josh Fagelson. I'm the founder and executive director of an organization called Ask Big Questions. And I'm Andy Stern, the former president of the Service Employees Union and the author of a book called Raising the Floor about universal basic income. This is so perfect because at Pansy Politics, we've been asking a lot of big questions about universal basic income. (laughs) So this could literally not be a more perfect fit. Now, Ask Big Questions is really... Um, concerned about something we talk about a lot on, on Pansy Politics, which is the civil discourse. Can Correct. you talk about that for me? Yeah, so we really focus on helping people have better conversations, especially across lines of difference, and we think the most important thing to do in that is to focus on questions that we all share as human beings. So we define those questions as questions that matter to everybody and that everybody can answer, mm. rather than questions that sort of privilege expertise. 
Um, and so we look at, you know, we, we really try to get people talking about questions like, where do you feel at home? And who are you responsible for? And who's in your community? And they really, those don't matter sort of where you show up politically. If you're a human being, you have a body, you've been on the planet for more than 10 minutes, you're going to have a story to share about that. And that's how we build trust and understanding. I love it so much. I love it so much. That and is fabulous. Is that it? not yeah, fabulous? That okay, fabulous. so tell us how you got involved with Universal Basic Income. Well, I spent my life trying to change workers' lives at work. And then around 2010, I began to see that work was really changing and that the labor movement, which had been probably the most important 20th century institution when it represented one in three workers, a lot in Kentucky, you know, became much less relevant when it represented only one in six private sector workers, and yet workers were still suffering. So there had to be a different way. And then when you started to read about Uber and driverless trucks and all the ways that technology is taking away jobs, you realize we have to give everybody what wealthy people and middle class people have, particularly for their kids, which is a floor, which is a safety net, you know, that allows them to be entrepreneurs or stay home and take care of their families, take care of their kids without worrying as much about making money. Amazing. So, and what I feel like he did there, and I want you to, I want you to analyze what he did, (laughs) which is to me, his ability to ask that big question was to really look beyond his whole structure of his career. I mean, that's unbelievable to say, well, I've been doing this, but instead of continuing to perpetuate that, I'm going to ask big questions about how that might change. That's right. Well, I think, I think that's, that's true, and, and I, th- I think that one of the things about it is that the nature of the kind of questions that we, that we look at are ones that, in my litmus test is always, could I imagine my 80-year-old father and my 11-year-old middle son both having a meaningful conversation about it? Because they're questions that we always come back to, and so if, if, the, if it's a question like, you know, what's your work, mm-hmm. you know, that's a question that's not about, you know, where do you go to work or what's the thing that you do all day? It's a it's a question of like well what are we doing here and what and and um, what are we what are we trying to build for each other and so um, ultimately that's something that we come back to on an annual basis I would hope right um, th- these days the economy is sort of forcing us to ask that question much more you know much more frequently and to say well what is the nature of work itself what is our work collectively I find at this conference you know there's there's two questions that interestingly are the two that have been most popular that we've worked on over the years that we've put out materials about. Um, one has been so far, um, how does technology change us? Mm-hmm. Every, woven through everything. Um, and the other is, for whom are we responsible? Mm-hmm. Which I think is ultimately, that, that's the question that I think all roads kind of lead to that one. But um, those two, we've had more interest in and resonance with, you know, in our five years of working than any others. And it's really because they're large enough and yet focused enough on how we relate to each other, how we live together. Um, I feel like we just constantly come back to it. I love that for you when we're responsible. So if you're having a big, you're asking big questions about universal income, basic income, and you want to have big conversations about that, like where do you, because I've been, I, I've been thinking about it a lot and I talk to some other, you know, some of my grandmother or my stepfather and I say, well, what about universal basic income? And the idea of just giving everybody money to a certain segment of the population that hasn't begun to think about this is sure, bananas. So, yeah. so how do you get over that? Well, I think the first thing is asking the big question mm-hmm. in the right way. But, you know, it's interesting that people don't know about Social Security. It was actually created as a result a lot of organizing that was done by something called Townsend Clubs. And there's a guy named Townsend who wrote a letter to the president about why, how many senior citizens were poor, and that we could have some kind of 
maybe we should have some kind of benefit to get us past the depression for elder people because so much was about the WPA and work, but older people, you know, weren't really able to, to work. And what happened is they formed towns and clubs all over the country just to discuss this issue in local communities before the politicians, before the policy wonks got into it, people who were aging and were living through the Depression realized they needed some solution. So I think, you know, the more and more, and I love this about our union, is you can see people who are high-wage nurses and low-wage fast food workers can have a conversation if you ask the right big question. And that's why, you know, organizations like Josh is so important because I think sometimes we sort of ask Democrat and Republican questions or left and right questions rather than ask questions that allow everybody to participate and not put everybody in little boxes. And there's really not an easy box for universal basic income. That's what's so interesting about its history. Yeah, because you have, you know, conservative philosophers like Frederick Hayek and Milton Friedman who are icons you know, along with Bob Reich and Joe Stiglitz and yeah. John Kenneth Galbraith and Martin Luther King. And so it's very confusing to people because they yeah, want to like, sort oh, of no. make this either socialists on one end or these are the libertarians trying to destroy the welfare state. Yep. And the truth is people are motivated by a different set of questions about what does it mean to be a woman and working and not get any credit for it. What are we going to do when you go to college and everything you did was right and then all of a sudden there's no jobs for you or you're a lawyer or you work at a coal mine and yeah. so the world just changes through no fault of your own and all of a sudden you know you find your dreams aren't able to be seen if you're looking for a very quick salon quality but not salon priced manicure olive and jean has you covered we've talked about olive and jean's mani system before it has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box salon grade tools your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are gonna last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and June also has press-ons if you want. What I love though, is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors. And I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. And they say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash pantsu for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T for 20% off your first Manny system. Just finished A Court of Thorns and Roses and craving another fantasy world to devour? Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. 
For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college, y'all. He's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. And now it's happening up and down the economic spectrum, and I think it's we're ripe for a good conversation Absolutely. in America. It's also interesting to think about when you think about, you know, universal basic income. Now I'm the one talking about it, but what's interesting about that idea, from a national security point of view, right? I think I'm thinking about like you require a certain level of security to be able to have those kind of reflective conversations, right? You can't. We talk about in our work. We don't come into a crisis situation. You don't want to bring. No. The, you're, you're not, you're not going to do that. You're going to like. You got to tamp down the crisis first, and that means getting people to feel secure and letting tempers cool. And in order for that, so what kind of security do you need then? You know, if, if I'm worried about where my next meal is coming from, or whether my rent's going to get paid, you know, bullshit. I'm not going to talk about you know who yeah. are my responsible. Whatever. Yeah. That's a nice luxury. If you can actually give people the security to be able to do that, then you know. It, you know, hearing Matt Iglesias this afternoon, you know, oh I mean, gosh. if there's like a revolution on the way, well, you know, then uh, even Republicans, I would think from a, from a, from a security point of view, would kind of want to yeah. tamp that down. And one way to do it might be, you know, making sure everybody has their basic needs met. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that there are also, you know, issues, you know, people talk about entrepreneurship and creating small businesses. Well, if you, you know, if you think about all the housing stock in Detroit, that could be developed. Mm-hmm. Why don't people go there? Because if you're a young kid living in Alabama, you got to get a car, you got to pay for the gas, you got to get there. Then you got to have money for supplies. Mm-hmm. Then you got to find a place to live and eat, and you can't do it. Yep. But if each one of those kids had $1,000 a month, yeah. they could get in that car, they'd go up there, mm-hmm. they'd buy a house for a little bit of money. Every month they would accumulate a little more. They could buy supplies. They could eat, and eventually they'd have an asset or a business or whatever it may be. You know, which is what the luxury is of being an upper middle class kid. Is your mm-hmm. parents can give you, like Donald Trump, money to start a business, or yep. like many other people. And you know, it's it's nice that someone can give you a million dollars to start a business. That's a nice head start. But for working class people, yeah. you know, universal basic income, you know, not only compensates women as caregivers, not only allows you to be entrepreneurs, but for union guys like me, it's a strike fund. Yeah, because all of a sudden the the employer can't smoke you out by just throwing you out of work and letting you starve because all yeah. of a sudden you have some money, yeah. you know, every week coming in. Or if you have a terrible job and people are treating you bad, yeah. you just pick up and go because all of a sudden it's not like I won't have any money to the pay the rent. The value of human yeah. dignity. Yeah, so it really, I think, gives people a sense of dignity and security 
which then allows them to have a much better conversation. Well, my only concern, and I have a question, a big question for you, is I've been thinking about this a lot, but I've been thinking about universal basic income while I've been reading a lot about the opiate epidemic in a lot of rural America. And that's just my concern when in a country in which we don't have great mental health care, in which we don't have great addiction treatment, like, what is something like a universal basic income, does that crack that wide open and maybe we get people really trying to solve that for the first time because they have the resources to really help people with addiction? Or do we have addiction, people with addiction and mental health with no other resources just using that money to perpetuate their addiction? That's my concern. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. And I think, you know, one of the interesting things about what they're trying in Canada and what they're trying in Finland is we're going to learn some answers to those questions. They did five experiments in the U.S. before Richard Nixon promoted his bill in 1969, you know, and they didn't find that. They haven't found a lot of evidence with the Alaska dividend. In Alaska, oh, every yeah, citizen yeah, yeah, gets yeah, yeah. a That's thousand right. to two thousand $2,000. It's not like they find the bars, the drug dealers, right. and the prostitutes are in business that when the check comes any more than you really don't hear that about EITC when people get their yeah. their check. Now, they may buy things, like consumer goods, but you haven't heard a lot of, well, that's good. you know, yeah. drinking and whoring, so to speak. Well, I'm it's not a, worried about, I mean, I'm worried about what I've been telling people about with regards to the opiate addiction. I mean, it's like the drug crisis we've been yeah. tr- trying to scare people about for years, meth and right. crack cocaine, and it's all the end of the world. We finally sowed enough dragon's teeth. We have the drug crisis we've always thought we were going to have. Like, it's really, really terrible. And so that's why I've just been reading a lot about that. But I think so much of that is people self-medicate because they don't have any human dignity. Well, that's the question. That'll be the really... They did did this experiment up in Manitoba when Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada's father is the Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. They actually found a decrease in mental health, higher college graduation, kids, you know, had much more support. You've got a chicken and egg problem really bad. So I just think, you know, no one should bet the ranch on any idea. Yeah, that's so true. We should ask some big questions and we should try some small answers and see if the small answers... I love that. Ask big questions, (laughs) Charles Swan. So what's your advice as somebody who... Ask big questions. Yeah. You know, our listeners are always asking us, how do I do this? How do I engage with somebody that feels differently than yeah. me without it turning into a screaming fight? Yeah. And, you know, you're doing that a lot with the universal basic income with conservative thinkers. So, like, when we're asking big questions, how do we do Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, 
It could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Yeah, so, I mean, the, we, we, our belief is really that I would say 80% of people, 80% of people want to be having conversations about this. There's 20% of the population that's not, whatever. All right, and then there's 20% of the population on the other end of the bell curve who's going to do it anyway. Yep. And then there's like 60% in the middle who really want to have a conversation about these kinds of questions and they just need a little bit of help, like a little on-ramp. So we actually make like little resources. You can go on our website, askforquestions.org. You can see like we sell little booklets, you know, of like questions that you can, our conversation starters. Um, you can learn more about our work. But it's really just about finding, um, it, well, it, it is sometimes about having external prompts. A lot of times mm-hmm. that actually really can help. It, 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 it has having a, an object on the table, you know, there's table topics or there's, you know, other people who make, like, really nice things that get people talking and, but, um, it's having the courage to sort of do that and to start it, and sometimes if a little help can get you there, training wheels or whatever, that's great, and, um, and I I found, you know, universally, I mean, at this point, I speak to audiences, you know, that are 100, 200, 300 people, and we might have, I was just in Denver yesterday, we did this at 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 Johnson and Wales University in Denver, and, we had 100 students, and everybody had one of these little booklets, and you and I just had them turn to their neighbor, and it's like, great, 10 minutes. You find Each of you find a question that resonates with you and start talking about it. And you can't get them to shut up after 10 Amazing. minutes, right? And, you know, and, then, and, then, and then I always ask them, and I, and I say, all right, so let's debrief here. How do you feel right now? People say, I feel connected. I'm surprised that we, that we were able to connect so quickly I, about, and, and deeply about something you know, substantive. And, um, you know, and it's not talking about what's your favorite flavor of ice cream. Yep. Right? Which, unless you're Ben or Jerry, like, that doesn't yeah. matter to you too much. So, um, uh, so yeah, I think, it's, I think it's finding those questions. Absolutely. And if we can be helpful, then great. That's 
that's absolutely, I mean, our listeners, that's absolutely our experience. And we're not, have, I mean, we're having a conversation with each other and they're just listening and, listen, and they're right. still so engaged because, like I mentioned before, I think there's such a gendered perspective to this. So what I wanted to do with Pantsuit Politics in particular was to create a space for women because what I found is a woman that was out there with politics, when there was all women around, women would talk about it. If there were men in the space, women would talk about it. It happened even here. It took, yep. it took about seven people until a woman spoke up. Yep, and so it was very... But the most interesting part about that is in creating a space that I thought I was creating for women... We have so many engaged male listeners who will defend the space and who will, like, yes, if we have male guests, they'll be like, why is there a male? We listen to, we're, we're here to listen to women. Yeah, we, we're going to ra- ruin their reputation. I know. <laughs> they're going to be like, you got two guys. Where's their clip from the week? Um, yeah, it's You'll get really, her next. yeah, we'll go get her next. But asking right. big questions in the way that you guys are about, about one question, all the questions, cannot. I would applaud, but I'm holding your microphone. <laughs> Love it, you guys. Thank you so Love much for being on this. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. The only thing I was